All right. This is Ashley. Welcome back to the Anxious Thinkers Club. I'm trying to figure out how I can sit and stay by the mic so that I'm clear and content, but I like to swivel in my chair. <laughs> that is dumb, irrelevant information. I don't care. Um. Okay, so let's jump in. Let's jump in. Today's episode. Today's episode was titled, is titled, The Panic Button. Um, from a recent experience that I had with a panic attack. So today we're going to talk about panic attacks. I don't think I like how this sounds either. So I'm going to start again. I'm just going to edit this part out. See, this is why recording and podcasting is so much fun because there's so much like recorded and edited and done. And then you decide like right in the middle how much you hate it (laughs) and so then you're like okay do i want to start the entire recording do i want to delete it and re-record and start everything all over again or do i just want to edit this part out because editing is so much fun okay so i'm just gonna do it like this and i'm just gonna start over like this so This is Ashley with the Anxious Thinkers Club. Welcome back. So this episode, this week's episode is titled The Panic Button, okay? And <clears throat> I titled it that from a, um, a previous experience that I had. When I say previous, I mean I, this literally like just happened like last week. <laughs> so when I say previous, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, like you know, a while ago. like no, like just it just happened. Um and I just wanted to talk about panic attacks in general and mental health in general because it's such there's such a wide array of variables that go along with having a panic attack itself. Such a wide array wide array of variables. And what I mean by that is no to So I'm going to have to edit this part out. See, this is why I do this when nobody's in the house. (laughs) This is why, guys. (laughs) This is why. (sighs) I hate him. It's not very high. I'm sorry, y'all. I have to. <laughs> um, but yes, there there's such a wide array of degrees of panic attacks for people, for everyone. What um, symptoms look like? What the just all of it? So there there's not one person 
there's no two same people that go through the same things when it comes to a panic attack. So everyone, when you think of a panic attack, you think of someone like sitting there like in a corner, rocking back and forth, right? That's normally, you know, what we've come to think of when we think of a panic attack. Like, what does that look like for people? Think of them sitting in a corner, rocking back and forth, and they're just looking just out of it, just crazy, just not, just not right. But it's so much more than that. There's so many other symptoms and variables that go along with having a panic attack. And what I mean is, like, people get, you can get, like, the shivers and the shakes, you're freezing cold, your entire body um, is hot, you get tingly, um, you, there might be vomiting, it might come out of both ends. Um, there's there's an endless amount of symptoms that go along with having a panic attack. And luckily, most people don't have to deal with all of those symptoms every time they have an attack because there's different levels to attacks too. Every single attack is not the same. There's different degrees. Some are more, a little bit more calm and you can control them or you can take medicine or you can talk yourself down. And then some, you know, shit just hits the fan and your body is just like, I'm out of here, I'm done. We're every man for himself. I, it, it's in total flight mode. And so trying to, that's why a psychiatrist um, have such a hard time trying to diagnose, you know, panic attacks and what type of medication to give you if that's the route that you choose, if you do choose to medicate yourself. Um, it's, it's very hard trying to fit very specific symptoms and, you know, to help you manage that and to see what works for you and what doesn't especially for me, because there was a lot, a lot of standard medications for anxiety, um, which would lead to eventually help me with my panic attacks. There were so many standardized medicines that just did not work for me at all, which was not helpful. And it made it very difficult because then they had to like outsource these like brand new medications haven't even barely hit the market yet. We're like testing stuff out and she's like, okay, well, let's see if this helps. Because managing my anxiety for me, that's one thing, but um, sorry, I'm trying to do other content stuff <laughs> while I'm also recording to make my life easier. Um, multitasking. Um, and I forgot what I was saying. See, this is why you don't multitask while you're recording. Um, something about medication and I, well, I'm going to stop doing that now. But the point of it was for me was finding a medication that helped me to manage my day-to-day -day anxiety. And while also, if I do have an actual panic attack, something that can manage and calm that as well. Um, because again, there's such different degrees. And I've gone through all sorts of 
like even with anxiety, there's different levels of panic. Like there's panic disorder, there's general anxiety, there's all these different sorts of things. And I have had most of them. Um, and when my attacks are severe, it then leads me into things like panic disorder. It leads me back into those things and I have to get managed well again and get talked off the bridge, what my body does at least, and get me back down to just my general <laughs> anxiety, you know? Um, and it's hard. It really is hard trying to find the balance between all of the things, the, the medications, the therapies, what manages my anxiety on a day-to-day. And then when shit has fan anyway, what then can I take? What do I have that can help bring me back? Um, so the attack that I had was one of the worst. I have probably, no, we're going to keep this. Sorry, guys, doing it again. Doing it again. Multitasking. One of the worst I've had in a very, very long time. It was a severe one. And normally when I do get panicked, I can um, recognize it, acknowledge it, and kind of talk myself down, use my tools, and take my medicine, stuff like that. But with this instance, it was an experience where I'm like, no, I have to talk about this because I feel like there are so many people that one can relate um, because one, like two, you're you're not alone. You know, if you if you are going through these attacks and you feel like peeling your fucking skin off and you feel like your body's like literally like you're on fire, <laughs> like, you're, like you need to stop dropping roll or some shit, or like you need to take a freaking ice bath, you know, but you're also freezing. People need to know that they're not alone in that. Um, panic attacks can very much come triggered or not with or without warning, and you very much have to do what works. That's something that I've learned. The one that happened to me specifically. Um, and I just, I, I really just want to bring awareness to just the spectrum and the variety of, you know, what comes, what anxiety looks like. And, and then what panic attacks look like or what they might look for this person or for that person. It is not just someone sitting in a corner rocking back and forth and their hair looking crazy and their eyes crossed. It's more than just that and just trying to calm them down. Um, so for me, I had two infections. I had pink eye and I had um, a yeast infection. No, I had pink eye and I had a throat infection, right? I had a lot, I had a lot of different things going on and um, I got different antibiotics for them. So the first antibiotics that I got was for my eye, which was just eye drops, antibiotic for that. It was fine, um, very soothing. And um, I had been having a lot 
of severe pain with my throat where I could barely swallow. It was extremely painful for me to swallow. Um, and I hadn't, my appointment for my doctor wasn't until like the next couple of days. So I'm like, let me make a quick appointment, go to the minute clinic so that I can see someone now just to see what they say, to give me something, some type of relief to get me started until I see my doctor. Um, and she gave me something for my throat. And, you know, she said, don't take it on an empty stomach, stuff like that. And my anxiety was already high that day. And when, for me, when my anxiety is high, my appetite is non-existent. Um, I then have to kind of force myself to snack on things because I have no appetite. And so it was already hard for me to eat that day. But I'm like, you know what, let me drink a lot of fluids. I munched on something, whatever. And I took the tablet. It was just a round tablet, antibiotics, you know, to help combat whatever was going back there in my throat. And about 25, I guess I would say 25 minutes later, and I got up to go use the bathroom because, again, I had drank all those fluids just to try to help to have something in my stomach and to help flush things out and stuff like that. And so I got up to go use the bathroom. And it was like right as I was sitting down on the toilet and I felt my heart racing. Kind of when I say literally out of nowhere, it was, it was again, I just went to go sit down to use the bathroom. Heart pounding, racing. And I got very just like caught off guard and very confused. And I'm like, okay, um, how do I treat this? Like, am, am I about to, am I about to go into panic mode? Am I about to have an attack? Um, is this just a reaction from the medicine? You know, maybe if I, maybe it'll calm itself down. Like I, I, I was so caught off guard. I wasn't sure what to kind of make of it. I assumed it was the medication because that was what I had just took. Um, but again, with panic attacks, there does not always have to be a trigger. So I was very thrown off and very confused as to, you know, what's what's causing this right now? Like, why is my heart pounding out of my chest? And so I was trying to figure out which end to go. Like, do I go on the concerned end and kind of like take my medicine anyway? Or do I just kind of like, no, let, let yourself kind of regulate and calm down. And so I'm trying to problem solve and figure out which way, <laughs> which end to go, you know, um, because either way, your heart racing is not a comfortable feeling. It's not something that we're just like, oh, my heart's just pounding out of my chest and I'm sweating and this and that. No big deal. Like, no, it doesn't feel good. So either way, you want it to stop. And so um, it goes from that to I then get very tingly. Uh, my entire body, it, it, it's, there's, it was like a wave of t heat and a tingling sensation. <laughs> Excuse me, so sorry. Um, but it was like a wave that went up to my head, whole, like arms, like my head, whole body, whole upper body was tingling and got hot, just like a whoosh, like a wave. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Like, I, 
does this mean that I'm officially going into it? And in and that, and that, and that moment, it was legit 50-50. I'm like, either it's just the medicine making me hot, gets, get it kind of getting me overheated, and I'm just having a reaction to it, or I'm going to have a panic attack. Hmm, I wonder which one it's going to be. It's legitimately what I was thinking. Again, no idea. And so I decided to just assume that I was going into an attack mode um, because it was still very similar symptoms. And I'm like, if I whatever this is, I'm going to need for it to stop <laughs> because I don't like it. It's not needed. I don't want it. It needs to stop. Um, and so at that point, I'm like, I'm going to take my medicine anyway because I need for this to go away. And so I went to go get my medicine and I'm in my room, in my bedroom. And I remembered that I had just, just like the day before ran out of it and I hadn't gotten any more yet. And I'm like, shit, like, what do I do now? And so then I had remembered that I had an emergency stash and when it comes to my important medications, like the ones that I take during an attack, I try to always keep like a little emergency stash in different places just because you never know. Like, oh, in case I do run out and I forget to refill it, I have an extra one stashed here. In case I'm out and about, I have an extra one stashed in my purse. I have just fail safes. I think it's so very, very important to have fail safes because you just never know. Things happen, happen stance like this did. I wasn't like prepared to, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, I have more time. I'll, I'll order it tomorrow. Refill it tomorrow. No. Um, so I remember that I had an emergency stash in my purse. And so I went to get that. But the problem was I only had one pill. And I knew that the one pill was not going to be strong enough um, to calm me down at this point because it was just, it was too severe at that point. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to take it anyway and just see what happens and just hope. But I pretty much already knew that it was going to get thrown up. <laughs> and I was just, I was already like trying to mentally prepare myself for what was going to happen first, second, and last because I don't. I'm like, this is the time now where I need to like have a game plan and like solutions and like, okay, prepare yourself. You know, you're going to vomit. So get somewhere where, you know, I'm going through all of this now um, because at this point I'm still, I'm not getting any better and it's progressing. So I'm like, okay, not having a plan is not going to work, whether it's the medication or your attack or your anxiety, like you got to figure it out. So I took the pill and then I called him. And I'm like, dude, I'm having an attack. I'm having an attack. It's a really, really bad one. That's at that point where I realized, you know, worst comes to worst, just call him anyway. And I pretty much knew that I was going to have one. Um, because my heart, because my heart was racing so much, you know, so quickly. Um it was sending my body because usually when your heart's pounding, you're, you're, you are, you are afraid of something. You're panicking, you're freaking out. And so because it was doing that, it was sending my body into a panic mode, into a fear mode. Um, 
which was just all kind of pushing towards our right panic attack on the way and boom you know it was just it was inevitable you know um so did I want to talk myself down yes but it was kind of like I didn't get the chance to kind of feel everything like oh you know this is what's this is what's happening let me try to know it was like I'm like okay wait wait what's wait medicine anxiety I can't tell but anyway I called him and I told him what was going on and I said bring a bucket bring a bucket for me it comes out of all the ends that's just you know again I check off every box when I'm having an attack it comes out of all the ends so I'm sitting on the toilet because I know that when I start to vomit when I vomit or when you vomit you're pushing right it's like a you know, from your stomach. And um, it causes you to pee. And for me, I become incontinent. And so I'm usually, my face is in the toilet because I'm vomiting, but because I'm pushing, I then start peeing like on the floor, I pee on myself, whatever. And so this time I sat on the toilet because I also knew that the diarrhea was coming. So I'm like, I'd rather have both ends (laughs) there and then my my face and I'm like get a bucket get a bucket and no sooner than I said those words there's a train coming side note FYI a train is coming so that is what that background noise will be coming up in just a second ignore it um no sooner than I said those words it was like it was just like this I profusely I like projectile vomit all over the floor. It was it was just inevitable. Excuse me. Um, and so that began my excuse me. Oh my goodness. That began my I guess you want to say journey. I don't know what word to use, but that's what began the attack. I vomited, and I'm like, okay. I'm in it now. Like, I'm just full-blown. I'm in it. We're, we're in this. And so my heart's racing. And when I get to that point where I'm, like, vomiting and all of this, I'm in it. I'm in the trenches. I'm in the thick of it. There is no longer just this, oh, okay, just, just breathe. Just calm down. Just think about it. Just do. No. And then on top of that, again, I had just taken my last pill. I literally had nothing to take. Um, So I had to sit there and write it out. And understanding that, accepting that mentally just scared me even more. It just scared, it just freaked me out more. I'm like, shit. Like, because when you're in that or in any type of situation like that where you're suffering, it really does feel like you're going to suffer for like indefinitely. I'm like, oh, this like it's gonna last forever. It feels like it's never ending, and that's how it feels. And so it's hard to kind of, especially when it just gets started, it's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Like, okay, I can, we will get through this. It will, and again, especially because didn't have anything to take. The only thing that I could do was somehow figure out how to physically and mentally calm myself. 
And that's where all of the tools and therapy and things like that come in, which generally speaking, even I'm like, oh, that shit's overrated. Like, oh, you know, the the five senses and the counting down and the five, four, three, two, one, and the, all the, it just sounds on a day-to-day -day basis because they tell you to use it all the time so that you're not only using it when you're in panic. Um, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it sounds so fucking cliche. It really does. And I'm just being honest. It sounds so cliche, so corny. It sounds cheesy as fuck. It just does. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Like, no. But when I'm in the thick of it and I'm little, I am, pro I, like, seriously, I am profusely sweating, you know, because I, it's not for me a panic attack. It's not like a 10 minute thing and then it's over and done and I'm fine. No, not for me. For me, it's like hours on end it can be. It can literally be hours fucking hours on and if i don't have anything to take to calm me down you know in the middle um it, it can last for it's <laughs> it lasts it lasts hours um and so it's like i i forgot where i was even going again i lost my train of thought but i'm like okay i'm profusely sweating i'm also shivering my when i um when my anxiety is high my extremities become ice cold my hands and my feet they are freezing um i am pouring sweat like i don't sweat that much at the gym and i could have physically collected the amount of sweat i could have collected in a cup I was sweating profusely. So I then needed ice packs because I was just, I needed something to cool me down, but something to also kind of shock my body, like another sensation. So I then got ice packs, even though I was already freezing, y'all. Like my hands, like, were like little Arctic mittens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm freezing, I'm shivering, I I am rocking back and forth indeed because I'm just extremely uncomfortable. I am profusely sweating um, and I'm just waiting for just, I'm just wanting it to be over and not having any idea how to get there. Not have I'm like how do I? It's like you want to then re somehow relay your your brain to your body and like connect the the two and like okay it's okay to calm down now, but when you're in any type of panic situation when you get into a car accident when you're you know end up in the hospital with any type of um, emergency or fear, or pan again, panic, or whatever type of situation where you're caught off guard, logic then normally goes out the window. You know, it's then just like, okay, I, I don't know. I can't, what's, what's my name? What's going on? What's happening with my, like, I don't, putting two and two together, being able to do that and think logically is very illogical because there's just too many things happening at once 
that you really, you do not have any control over. So it's like trying to be in the moment and like feel all the feels with what's going on and trying to figure out how to combat that. How do I calm this down? How do I do this? How do it, there is nothing more overwhelming. And it just feels like you want someone to come and stop it for you. Like just take me to the hospital, to the emergency room, give me something, do something. Like, I don't care. Just someone come and do something to help me stop this. And it is just not always that simple. Um, and that's why it's so important for us, I think, to, to use tools in therapy and things like that because your body is, again, in flight mode. It's like, I'm out of here. I don't know what's going on. I don't like it. I'm out of here. We're done. It's, it's like it's fighting itself. It wants to go. It wants to leave. Or you're in panic mode. And panic mode is, I'm out of here. I'm gone and or I'm fighting back because fuck you. And for me, it's both. It's just like, Everything again, vomiting, everything is exiting. My body is just like trying to get rid of everything. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't like any of it. Get everything out of here. At the same time, it's just like it's fighting itself because it's just like, I don't know what's good and what's bad. I just know I don't like it. And so trying to combat both of those and kind of grab the reins and say, do like, it's oh fucking K and trying to tell, get to the point where you can tell your brain to relay that message to your body. Because in your brain, you're just like, <laughs> you're, you're overwhelmed with thought and emotion and fear and just not sure what you're not sure how you can't be anything but caught up and all the chaos too. There's, there's just, you know, that's the only thing that makes sense. And so for me, it's after about 20, 25 minutes of going through the actual attack, I'm then, my body is finally able to like, you know, stop, stop the shaking. And it's like, okay, I guess maybe we're not dying. Right now, I guess, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. And as soon as I'm able to get to that point physically, I can then kind of start to connect my brain with the rest of my body. And it's like, you are in control. You can actually do this. You can. You are in control. And that's when I start the ritual of saying, whatever affirmations I need to tell myself to start to allow my body to calm, like to bring that calm after the storm. Um, and for me, it's very much like a lot of times talking out loud helps when I'm able to start talking. Um, talking out loud helps tremendously. It's almost like if you're talking to a toddler, to a child, and you're giving them, there's something that you want them to do or need them to do. 
they can't read your mind, right? So you have to tell them, hey, you know, this is what I would like for you to do. Or give them that information, hey, you did such a great job. Hey, you're doing so good. You're so strong. I need you to do this. You need to verbalize it outwardly for it to be effective. And that's very much how it is with me when I'm in attack mode. Once I calm down, I'm like, I have to start to speak literally, speak it into existence. Like, hey, we can start to calm down now. Hey, you are in control now. You can be in control. You can do this. You got this. And I have to, I literally might say that for 45 minutes to an hour. And I might say, just literally just repeat those things. If that's what helps me and I can feel the anxiety, like I can feel myself starting to level out. If that works, I'm like, shit, we're going to say this till the fucking sun comes up. You know, I, like, I don't care. Um, or sometimes I might have to do a sway, um, just not... <sighs> I have to do some type of very, very mild physical movement um, that distracts my body. Um, because like if I'm sitting still, and it, it, again, this depends, this is per attack. If I'm just sitting idle, that allows for everything to start back up again. Um, because it's like, okay, well, all right, let's, you know, let's, let's get started again. But sometimes if I can just move and do something, anything, again, it can just be like a sway or just like a little rocking, or I might be like tapping something, or I might just something to anything to give a little bit of a distraction to an external, a mild external um, distraction to what is happening internally so that we can keep forgetting, distracting ourselves from what's happening inside. Like, no, we're gonna sway. No, we're gonna sway. No, we're gonna sway. Like, no, we're gonna do this. No, we're gonna, and I do that over and over and over again. And that literally is what helps me to distract from what's going on inside long enough for me to then regulate and to bring a level, a sense of calm. And for everybody, it's different. Everyone has their, their own things. And that's why in therapy, they always talk about, you know, have your, your kit, you know, your panic kit or whatever you want to call it whether that's your you know, music, drawing, something that you can smell, something that you can whatever. And again, it sounds cliche as fuck. It sounds just like I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not. But again, when you're in the trenches and you're scared out of your fucking mind and you're freaking out, your body's freaking out and you just want it to be over and you want to be able to regulate yourself, you are willing to do what the fuck ever. You're willing to do whatever because you just wanted to stop. 
And at that point, you're like, you know what? Yes, give me the incense. Or yes, turn, give me the headphones. Give me the the ice pack and I'll rub it on my face. Give me the 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 vegetable oil and I'll, you know, let me slide around on the floor. I'm ice skate. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. At that point, it literally take a shower while you're drinking a bottle of water. You know, it who cares? Who who cares? And it's gonna feel awkward. It's gonna feel weird. It's gonna feel embarrassing. It's gonna feel unknown. It's gonna feel all the things. And I'm just like, I don't give a flying fuck. I really don't. I I just the care for all the like. I I literally don't care because I need to. I need to not to stop feeling like I'm going to die because it literally it just it feels like you're having a heart attack. That is just, it feels like an endless heart attack. It just feels like this endless fight between mind and body. Just this endless, there's just so many things. And you're just like, it's too much. And you got to be able to do whatever's necessary to get yourself out of it. Healthily, of course. But you have to be open and willing to do that. Um, because it, I don't care what anybody says, because again, this comes from experience One like for years I've been dealing with this, it helps more than you realize. It helps more than you think when you're in the thick of the shit and you're in the trenches, I swear to God, dude, I will, I don't care what it is. I'll be snapping and making beats. I'll be singing a tune. I'll start talking out loud and self out um, affirmations to myself, just saying it out loud. I'll start, I might have a, a show that I might just zone out and just watch the show. I might have, it doesn't matter what it is as long as it works. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it is effective. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it creates the benefit and the end result that is needed and that is necessary that is what matters period done end of story so that you are able to regulate yourself because there is no one that can come regulate you for you you know what i'm saying so again it's a it's very shitty it's very awkward it's very all those things okay and that's that's what we're doing right now. Um, and so that's I just wanted to it was just important for me to kind of explain what that spectrum of anxiety and attack can look like and mental health can look like for anyone and for everyone because it is not a one size fits all thing. It's not, it just isn't. Um, and then every one person has a wide array of things that might trigger them. Um, knowing what your triggers are, a lot of times there is no trigger and the levels of anxiety, sometimes you can deal, sometimes you can't. Um, and and that that's just, that's just the cards that you're dealt. 
you know, and it's unfortunate, it sucks, but that doesn't mean you stop living. That doesn't mean you stop doing what, you know, it's just, okay, let's figure it out and let's move on. So how I got through it was, was just that when I, when my body would finish kind of going through its attack, I'm like, <laughs> and it was sort of take a break and calm down from physically feeling like being shaken like a bottle. Like I'm just like, there's too much going on. When I would calm down from that, I would then be able to kind of sneak in those, oh yes, we, we, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. And when you're going through that, it it feels like you are literally fighting against everything else that your body is trying to do and wants to do because it wants to panic. That's what it wants to do. That's what's going on right now. It got triggered. So it's not just like an off button, like, okay, we're done panicking for today. We're all done panicking now. We can, we can <laughs> just flip the switch. No, once once you get triggered, it's like we're you gotta ride it out. It's literally that is the phrase riding the wave because once it gets started, once it gets triggered, there is no just okay, we're all done. Like, no, you have to ride it out. And for me, once I've written out that first wave, I definitely try to sneak in a lot of okay, what can we do? Like, you're so. I just get started with whatever I can say to just get the mojo, the positive mojo, the, the good juju to get it started, to get it going, to help to regulate so that that next wave doesn't have to be as severe, so severe. It's like, okay, I feel it, but I can now even say my affirmations through this instead of just having to suffer and wait for it to be over, if that makes sense. Um, so once I start doing that, I once I get to a point where I'm regulated enough where I'm like, I am fully okay for like 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, it's like... Sort of the guy. It's like nobody breathe, nobody say shit, nobody blink, no just we need for it to not know that it is calm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that that infant phase where you finally got the baby to sleep, and it's like, I swear to God, if you blink, if I hear an if I hear you bat an eyelash, I swear to fucking God, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that is how it feels. And once I get there, usually I have medicine, right? Then take the medicine. I might take two to start and then go from like, you know, 25, 30 minute increments after that. But I'll take a couple to start to, you know, regulate myself then and I'm usually okay. And I have to, of course, go lay down and do whatever, but that is look y'all. And I don't know who else this might work for or who else this might apply to, but for me, when I am uncomfortable, don't, don't touch me. 
don't touch me. If I'm going through, like, if I'm going, don't, no, please don't. Be there. You can be there with me. Don't touch me. No, ma'am, don't do that. Um, A lot of times I also have to strip, like, butt ass. (laughs) Butt ass, nigga, I'm kidding you, because... Everything again, my body is just like get the fuck out. Like I don't want any of it. I and then you're again you're sweating anyway. Everything, anything that touches you that's on you, like you start to feel all of it, and you're just like it just get it off. Like I don't just if I could take the hair off of my scalp, if I could just like peel it back, I would do that too. And that's why, you know, I say, like, if you feel like you need to peel your face off, you know, like you're not, you're not alone with how you're feeling. You're not alone with the symptoms. You're not alone with how you cope. You're not alone with any of those things. But it is very, it is so critically important to have something to fall back on. Once you're done riding that first, second wave, you have to have something to help bring you back. You have to. Otherwise, you're just, you're off the deep end. And the point is for you to be able to start to, you know, help to do that for yourself, to regulate yourself. And again, there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing fun or exciting about it. No, it's just what needs to be done. And you really do just have to find what works for you, even if it's just in that moment. Because I can say, oh, yeah, use your tools all the time, even when you're not. I can say that because we hear it all the time in therapy. No one no one listens to that shit. No one's going to do it. That's just me being realistic with humanity with us that's how we work like we're not going to fucking do it um i really do it but the thing is being able to do it and to use it and to apply it when it fucking counts that's the thing like i being being real with yourself if you're not gonna do you know whatever but when it comes down to it, you need to be able to use it when it's necessary. And I think that that becomes the problem where if you have all these different, you know, tools and things to help and whatever that looks like for you, and you can't use it or you 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 don't use it any other time, which is like, okay, but then you can't use it or don't know how to apply it or don't want to apply it when you're in the thick of shit, when shit hits the fan either. That is a problem. We have to 100%, we have to be able to advocate for ourselves, whatever that looks like, all the things, whatever that looks like, you have to be able to advocate for yourself at some point. Because 
you can have all the support. You can have all the help. You can go to the doctors and the hospitals and have your partners and have your support. You can have all of that. And that is great. That's great. No one can physically do it for you, though. No one can do it for you. Yes, people can help you with the affirmation. People can help you use the, that's great, but it's your mind. It's yours. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 your battle to conquer. It's it's your mind that how much like y'all y'all don't act like you don't know what I'm saying because you know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I can't get my words together at the moment, but you know what I'm saying. You have to be able to use what you have, whether you have much or not. Take what you got, and you have to be able to use it when it counts. Um, so just never think that there's anything that's happened or that you've gone through or anything like that where you're like, oh, I'm, I, I thought I was the only one that, no, you're not. I guarantee you, I can guarantee you, you're not. That's first. Um, there's just, there's not much that I have not seen. There's not much that I have not heard. There's not much that I haven't witnessed. There's not much that I haven't experienced personally. Um, and again, I've been going through this. I've been dealing with this for almost 10 years, about eight years, more than eight, over eight years. And I've had all the different levels and variables of everything, of depression, of anxiety. I've had all different levels and just the whole entire spectrum and not saying, oh, I've done everything and I've done, like, I, I don't mean to say, I, I mean just for it to, so that you know that I'm not just talking out of my ass or that it's not just, well, she's had a few, but like, no, no. This is me advocating for for everyone out there, for all of you, for all of us, that it, you don't have to do it by yourself, but you always need to have that fight in you to fight for yourself. You know, that's my point. No one can walk into your brain, into your mind, and 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 do that work for you. No one can do that for you. And it's critical, especially with mental health, you know, the mind is everything, how we speak to ourselves, especially in those moments, in those, you know, th those situations, how we speak to ourselves is everything. And we have to have, again, I don't care if you don't use the tools any other day, but you have to have something, anything, whatever it is that you choose. I don't care, I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. But again, as long as it's effective, you know what I'm saying? It, it, 
It just has to work for you. That's the bottom line. You literally, it, it, it has to be effective. It has to work for you. Even if it's just for that moment. And every time I have a really severe panic attack, it just, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of how strong my mind really needs to be. And then I start to get reminded of all the cliches, like, oh, mind over matter, mind over body, and my, all those cliche ass, you know, but when I'm in the moment, it, it's, it's, it just, it really does remind me of how important it is for how the level of strength, like your mind is a muscle and the level of strength that your mind has to have. It is just one of the, it, it's, it's necessary. It's not easy. There's no like <laughs> easy solution around it. You have to work that shit. And guess what that is? Guess what those exercises are? Guess what they are? Fucking therapy, the fucking tools. The f it's a must. It is necessary. It is what is required, you know? And when you're in, again, when you're in the thick of it, that is the shit that works. Medicine too, if that's, you know, because I, I, I use medicine as well. That would be a different episode, but that's what works. So I'm going to stop my rant there. Um, I just hope that this was thorough in information and that it was explanatory and that it provided an understanding of the severity of what panic attacks can look like and do look like, and that not everyone is the same. There is not one that is the same for, for any person. There's just, so I just hope that this episode, you know, allows you to understand like just the, the levels, the degrees of severity and all the, all of that stuff, because it's very, it's important to know that not everyone, not everything is the same. Not every one person deals with things the same, copes with things the same, anything like that. It's very important that we understand that. Um, and that is why it's even more so important that we find what works for us and that we exercise that shit. <laughs> okay. Um, this is Ashley with the Anxious Thinkers Club podcast. And we're out of here, y'all. Please... Tell me what you think. Like, what what have your experiences been? What have you had to go through? What do you deal with? What does that look like for you? I would love to know. And I'm sure everyone else would too. What does that look like for you? Um, you can comment. You can DM me. Of course, like, subscribe, share. Please and thank you. But for now, we're out of here, y'all. Thanks for watching. <laughs>